howdy, partner. Come on in and have yourself a seat. Grab yourself a cool one. We're about to get started. Hey, you're listening to Quad Dot Rocks, God, the World, and Other Things. I'm your ranch hand, Kenny Price. The trail boss will be here shortly, and then we'll get along, little doggies. <laughs> Grab yourself a cool one. That is a slang phrase I grew up around, especially as a kid with my dad out on the moon ranch. Where my father had a perpetual hunting camp, he had access to 2,000 acres, 24-7, 365. He was only asked to pay a very small, meager fee to use the land on the days that he hunted. I think it was like $16 a day. Mrs. Moon didn't even want to charge my dad that, except the game warden told her that she needed to charge something. But out there on that lease, my dad and his partners in crime drank a lot of beer. They had their clubhouse terms for all their shenanigans they did. Getting a beer out of the cooler was called grabbing yourself a cool one. Sadly, the coolers never had any child-friendly beverages like cans of soda or jugs of Hawaiian punch. I would have enjoyed either one of those cool ones. The cool one I'm offering you today is not a beverage that will intoxicate your mind, but a cup of cold water in Jesus' name that will soothe your soul. Hey, isn't that like us as humans? We like to take simple things and make them more than they are, to build entire cultures around them. With alcohol, it becomes the Cowboy Nightclub Gillies, an entire subculture with special atmosphere, an inviting ambiance, western boots and hats, jeans and brush popper shirts, Lone Star beer in the long neck bottle, thumb inside the belt loop, the long neck clutch between the middle finger and the ring finger, dancing a western swing with Sissy on the wooden dance floor. That last description chronicles the story told in the movie Urban Cowboy. The people that made that film pegged the Texas honky-tonk scene perfectly. If you want to know the environment I witnessed as a kid, just watch that movie. It may come across stereotypical, but it's spot on in its portrayal of that lifestyle. We can really become proud and creative on things we take a liking to and that we think represent us well. By the way, the title of this episode is All That and a Bag of Chips. All That and a Bag of Chips. In Wiktionary which has slang words, it defines all that in a bag of chips as slang for something very special. Subtitle, Empowering Encouragement Now, number 41, The Exaltation of Grace. This is season 14, episode 296. For those of us who are Christians and that have grown up in a church culture, we're guilty of building entire subcultures around celebrated attitudes and behaviors. A glaring deficiency that exists in our Christian subculture is the celebration of God's grace in our lives. On the surface, that sounds like a good thing, doesn't it? But it really is just another pitfall of pride. Today, we can learn a lesson from Israel's past. The Apostle Paul points this out in 1 Corinthians chapter 10, verses 1 and following. He says, Now, I do not want you to be unaware, brothers and sisters, that our ancestors were all under the cloud, all passed through the sea. And all were baptized into Moses in the cloud and in the sea. They all ate the same spiritual food and all drank the same spiritual drink. For they drank from the spiritual rock that followed them, and that rock was Christ. Now this is a celebration of God's grace. He then says in verse 5, Nevertheless, God was not pleased with most of them, since they were struck down in the wilderness. Now these things took place as examples for us, so that we will not desire evil things as they did. Don't become idolaters as some of them were. As it is written, 
the people sat down to eat and drink and got up to party. Let us not commit sexual immorality as some of them did. And in a single day, 23,000 people died. Let us not test Christ as some of them did and were destroyed by snakes. And don't grumble as some of them did and were killed by the destroyer. These things happened to them as examples, and they were written for our instruction, on whom the ends of the ages have come. Isn't that an interesting phrase? Two thousand years ago, the Apostle Paul already understood that with the ascension of Christ, that we are in the ends of the ages. Verse 12, So whoever thinks he stands must be careful not to fall. No temptation has come upon you except what is common to humanity. But God is faithful. He will not allow you to be tempted beyond what you are able. But with the temptation, he will also provide the way out so that you may be able to bear it. But think about that for just a minute. So whosoever thinks he stands must be careful not to fall. It is a curious fact that there is such a thing as being proud of grace. A person says, I have great faith and trust in Christ with every fiber of my being. I shall not fall. That poor little person with a shallow faith who struggles to keep the faith may fall, but I never shall. Or you may say, I have passionate love for Christ. I can stand. There is no danger of my going astray. My friend, these attitudes of boasting of spiritual riches is prevalent in our American church culture today. The leadership of the largest churches and ministry organizations are heralded for the vast successes of the grace of God in their lives that is modeled for the world that is evidenced through the lens of the material world, the burgeoning numbers of participants and financial supporters, the increasing holdings of property and other physical assets, the access to key leaders in the political realm, the breakthrough thoughts and processes that are marketed through books, recordings, rallies, and seminars, the lavish homes and vacation retreats, etc. We love the subculture, and if the truth were told, we long for the same manifestation of the grace of God in our own lives. But my friend, mark this down. The one who boasts of grace has little grace to boast of. Some who do this imagine that their graces can keep them. Little do they realize that the stream must flow constantly from the fountainhead, which is Christ, or else the brook will soon be dry. I love that phrase about the brook. I like the images that it conjures up in my mind, that brook that freshness, that flow, life. We must guard our hearts that we do not fall into the sin of the exaltation of our graces, but let our glorying and confidence be in Christ and in His strength, for only by Christ can we be kept from falling. We need to delve much more into prayer. We can combat the tendency to be proud in grace by spending longer time in holy adoration of Jesus Christ, the giver of His grace. Our self-perspective is recalibrated when we read the scriptures more earnestly and constantly. We can deflate our self-inflation and admiration by watching our lives more carefully. Our self-pride becomes prostrate, brought low as we live nearer to God. Wouldn't it be refreshing to our souls to take the best examples for our pattern of daily living? Wouldn't it be a relief and a peace if we were to let our lifestyle and our words be suggestive of heaven? If we were to let our hearts be perfumed with affection for people's souls, my friend, I love that phrase. If we were to let our hearts be perfumed with affection for people's souls, what a wonderful and complex thought to have a heart perfumed with affection for people's souls. We need to so live that others can clearly tell that we have been with Jesus. 
and have been transformed in our lives by that close fellowship with Him. And when that happy day shall come, when He whom we love shall say, Come up here, may it be our happiness to hear Him say, You have fought a good fight, you have finished your course, and hereafter there is laid up for you a crown of righteousness which does not fade away. So, dear friend, today like no other, we must get on down the road of life and ministry with care and caution, with holy fear and trembling, with faith and confidence in Jesus alone, all done under our battle cry, Uphold me, Jesus, according to your word. My friend, he is able and he alone to keep you from falling and to present you faultless before the presence of his glory with exceeding joy. And with that, my friend, I bid you peace. Peace.